Blurred up, blurred up. Welcome to the show where we talk about nerd culture from a BPOV, a black POV. You can find us on Facebook at B-L-E-R-D-U-P. You can find us on Instagram at B-L-E-R-D period U-P. And you can find us on Twitter at B-L-E-R-D-U, even though I barely use it. Uh, follow us on Blurred.com. Our partner's full of nerdy content from a black cultural lens. I'm here for essentially part two of the same studio session, Brendan, and I'm joined by Tiara. Hey. We had a great time on the Black Panther, uh, well, Chadwick Boseman episode. Right. And so she's back, and we're going to nerd out about games exclusively this time. This is honestly going to be a really good episode for us. <laughs> I'm very, very excited. This show is going to be exclusively about the upcoming console war with Microsoft and Sony, and I even have a little bit of Nintendo talk, too, because we haven't really got a chance to really flesh this out together. Right. So I want to start off with Sony. The Sony showcase that happened last week yep. on September 16th. Right. And you saw the showcase? Yep. How'd you feel about it? General thoughts. Okay, so if I remember correctly, they weren't actually around for last year's E3 fully. They had like, was that the E3 where they only had four games? Exactly. Right. Exactly. So um, compared to the four games at E3, this was better. True. This was better. So um, I... I preferred it. I was like a little bit more hyped because, you know, I wasn't disappointed by four games popping up. Um, however, oh, I'm not sure at the moment if I'm excited, excited, you know, I completely agree with you. Right. I completely agree. Let's let's just go down each. I feel the same way. Let's go down the games and just see how we feel about them. And the show started off with Final Fantasy 16. Are you a Final Fantasy gamer? Actually, yes. Um. I didn't actually get the Final Fantasy VII Remake. I completely missed the entire time for buying it because it was only out for a certain amount of time. And then I completely missed it. Do you buy games physical then? Usually, yes. Okay. I buy games physical. I don't really buy games digitally. It's just a lot of it's, it's a lot of work. So, is um, it? I thought... In Korea, it is. If your account is still based in America and you keep forgetting to change it, to Korea, it's a little bit more difficult to buy it online. I know that. Okay. Yeah. I just buy the Amazon cards and then I just put them to the thing and it's done. You know, I, don't I could know. do that. I didn't know actually <laughs> that. I did it. <laughs> that does make it a lot easier. But um, I am a fan of the Final Fantasy series. I played it regularly. I played every single, I played every single um, edition of the Final Fantasy series. Mm -hmm. um, now, as far as Final Fantasy sixteen. Which is weird for me. I'm not really sure if I'm going to buy it. Why not? I guess in a way, after the last few Final Fantasies, my love for it has died down. I've just been buying it because it's like out of habit, you mm -hmm. know? Just like, well, I'm a fan. I feel exclusive. So I guess I got to buy it, True. you know? But now it's like, do I want to buy it? I just think this game looked like a PS4 game. Exactly. Like it didn't look like it had newer graphics anything like high tech or futuristic about it it was just oh yeah this could be played on the ps4 instead of the ps5 totally yeah and i'm not really big into rpgs so i don't really care about this anyway but to throw in the fact that it looks like a ps4 game i i didn't care yeah but the very next game though was miles morales oh. and that was awesome can we talk about can we talk 
Okay, go ahead, please. About, I know this is like going to be like the most convoluted part, but like, can we just talk about the Tims? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I actually, I made a meme that is going kind of viral here. It's like at like almost 650 shares on Facebook now, but your average Sony fan, you know, marveled, no pun intended, at the graphics and then the frame rate and the set pieces. But us black folks were like, looking at this drip. Right. My boy had the crisp fade, fur on the coat, and the butter Tims. He did. He did. I was like, wow, look at this outfit. They got him looking correct. I was excited about that. I mean, you, you can't lose now. Exactly. This, this is the first five seconds of the trailer. He just he just pops in with the drip. And all and all the black people are like overly excited about the drip. And they have every right to be excited. I mean, this is the first time we have someone like that launching on a PlayStation console. Absolutely. That's so cool. That's, that's so cool. Um, but, of course, the rest of the game looked amazing. Uh, and I, I was so into it, I lost track of time. So when the video ended, I was like, oh, already? Like, right? that's it? Right, it felt so short. I was like, I want more. I need, I needed more. Exactly. Just, Insomniac is really nailing the feel of Spider-Man. Yes. And along with the invisibility and the Venom strikes, I, he moves differently from Peter. Yes, yes, yes. So it's, it's really cool. And I'm really just excited to see what else they do with him and how he's different from Peter, you know? Right. Yeah. I'm definitely going to buy that game. I'm definitely going to buy the game if I can get the access to the PS5. Are we going to talk about the way that they have been doing the pre-orders lately? Before we get there, I do yes. want to talk about Spider-Man first or a little bit more about that. Yes, so yes, yes. This game alone is $50. Or $70 for the Ultimate Edition, which includes a remastered version of the 2018 Spider-Man game that has PS5 assets like ray tracing and faster load times. But what's really whack is A, you can't buy the game separately. Nope. And if you've already bought the game, you can't get the enhancements even though you can play the PS4 version on your PS5. Yes. And then C, if you buy the game on PS5, your PS5 for save won't cross over so you have to start from scratch again exactly and that is one big problem with the game you would it's it's great to have a game that you can play but it's not great when you can't bring it over from one console to the other like all of your progress gone and we have i might speak on that a little bit later on let's uh with, with, with Microsoft. With Microsoft. Let's talk about that Hogwarts game. <laughs> Are you a, a Potter fan? I do actually enjoy Harry Potter a lot. Now, Harry Potter games have a history of not being well done at all. The graphics, the glitches. Mm. So what do you think about this before I get into my thoughts? First off, this came at a really bad time. Mm. J.K. Rowling has been in the hot seat for some time. And this new book that she's writing is, I mean, she pretty much dumped a kerosene-soaked Acme TNT on the flames here. <laughs> so, um, so I'm very conflicted about the game. The game looks great. I'm a Potter fan. I've seen every movie. It just feels like the game that we've always wanted, an right. open-world game set in the verse. It's not based on an established property. So right. I think that's very liberating for the creators. And I thought it was really cool that Sony had black players in the trailer, right. black man and woman. They were kind of front and center there. That, you know, props to them for that. There's dueling. There's Quidditch. I mean, everything seems to be there. So I'm very curious about what else they're going to do right. and add on to it. So it looks really great. Right. But, man, I'm, I'm conflicted about rolling, though. 
Me too. It's like, in a way, you need to separate the author from its books, but also she's had such a critical role in the series. Mm. When you think of the series, you think of the author at the same time. So it's very difficult to decide to play this game because you automatically think of rolling. You don't think of just the books alone. She stands with the books. Right. And with her current stance in the world right now, it's like, do I want to partake in this? Yeah. Or do I just want to avoid it and maybe ask someone else how how it went? At the same time, you have hundreds or thousands of people working on this game who probably feel the same way that we do, divorced from from her views, and we want to support them and their jobs. So it's, yeah. It's like a win-lose situation here. Yeah. Resident Evil 8 continues to impress me. It's the game that made me excited about the next generation when it was first announced, and it's still up there. I really enjoyed the different art style with the retelling of the history with the, with, the, with the little girl. Yeah. It felt like that Candyman teaser. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah, along with Gotham Knights, this is the third party game I'm looking forward to the most. Exactly. Yeah. Deathloop. I don't know how you feel about this, but for such a high-profile game starring black people, I feel like I should be more excited for this, but it just isn't hooking me yet. How about you? Same, actually. And I've also noticed on social media that not many people are talking about it to the point where I actually forgot about the game. Yeah. And before I came here, I had to double check my notes and I was like, "Ah, oh, that's a part of the that's a part of this showcase." Right. But no one's talking about it. No one seems excited about it, and I haven't seen the black community talk about it either. It really just feels like dishonored with the black skin on it. Exactly. There's nothing really special about this game yet. Nothing is standing out and even if the black community is not even excited about a game that features black people, it's most likely because, well, like you said, it just looks like a carbon copy of another game, just painted differently. Right. I mean, at least paint some Tims on them. Right. Make the drip look good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't make cry. Did you play those games? Actually, no. I Same. Yeah. So... My feelings for this, I was like, oh, this looks cool, but that's about it. Yeah, that's where um, I was at. Yeah, because I never really played um, the games. Maybe I would see someone play it for a little bit, but I never really got into those. Mm, same. Uh, Odd World was a Microsoft game, but now it's on PS5. And I have no opinion on this either. It looks fine, I guess, yeah. if you're into that. I feel like that's the kind of game where you have to really experience it and not trust the trailers. Because it seems to, to be funny. Like, it has, like... Hubert writing to it that you have to really be immersed in mm-hmm. as opposed to just the basic mechanics of that game. Mm-hmm. But Demon Souls looks pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. Looks absolutely stunning. Yes. I've beautiful. never actually played those games before. Nope. Have you? I haven't either, but it looks beautiful, so I'm over here considering. It's probably going to be one of those games that I buy at the tail end of the generation for like 20 bucks. Right. The PlayStation Plus collection. Now, um, I'm going to be very honest here. Be honest. I have never spent my own money on PlayStation Plus. Same. I have used other people's logins for PlayStation Plus. Oh. Yeah, I'm one of those people. I'm like, oh, I live with a bunch of people in this apartment, and we all use the same PlayStation. I'm just going to use your PlayStation Plus account. Done. Internet. Let's go. I've never actually felt the need to get a PlayStation Plus account. I did um, other things, but not PlayStation Plus. Usually, the sets that come out together don't really intrigue me enough to want to spend the money on it. Mm. But this time, 
they're really trying hard to get you to buy PlayStation Plus. Are they, though? Harder than they've tried before. True. Will I still buy PlayStation Plus? No. Well, have you owned just the PS4 or did you own the PS3 as well? I owned PS2, PS3, PS4. And that's the thing. I've already played most of these games. Right. So I don't need this. Exactly. And because Sony has such a large install base, I don't know if this is really going to entice new fans over. It could. It could. I think it could. But if you're on Xbox, I mean, Xbox just pulled a few moves now that would make you stay there. Mm -hmm. There's no contest. Yep. I have paid for gold. I really have. I've paid for gold on my own. Yeah. But PlayStation... Again, you can play these games on any console. You've already played them all. Mm. So there's nothing new brought to the table when you order, you know, when you go and get a PlayStation Plus account. Because Game Pass, it has all their games regardless. Like, you know from now until the end of its life cycle that if you are on Game Pass, you're going to play Microsoft's first-party stuff whenever they come out. 100%. On top of EA stuff. And we'll dig in that a little bit later. But, yeah, there's just there's no, there's no contest here. Right. Let's go through the launch games for, for PS5 real quick. Okay. You have Miles Morales, Demon's Souls, Sackboy's Big Adventure, which could be like a Mario-level sleeper hit, I think, Godfall from the Borderlands directors, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, NBA 2K1, and Don't Make Cry Remastered. It's a pretty solid launch to me. Yeah. And then Cyberpunk comes out a week later. Right. So, I mean, what else could you want? Right. And the price for the PS5 standard is 500 digital 400 and most AAA games will be seventy dollars. How do you feel about that? Okay, so in USD, pretty much, yeah. I, if I was using USD at the moment, five hundred doable. I'm contemplating on doing the pre-order in KRW right now, and let me tell you, six hundred and eighty thousand won in KRW. Oh wow! Tax. Wow. Yeah. So I've been thinking very carefully do i want to pre-order this but a usd easy wow yeah a big jump economists have long stated that you know the price of games should have been higher even last generation right but this is just really bad timing given the virus and the uh, economy the console prices alone i think are good but compared to xbox it's night and day and let's move on to them finally the series x is also 500 but the console is more powerful and then the series s has nearly all the next gen capabilities of the x but it will simply render them at a lower resolution 1440p instead of 4k like the xbox series x and it's only 300 dollars. even crazier is that people can pay a small monthly fee over the span of two years for either system and it comes with two years of xbox game pass ultimate the series x you can own it for $35.99 a month. The Series S is $24.99 a month. So you're getting a next-gen system plus access to all their first-party games and EA games that you can also play on PC or your Android phone. But of course, the caveat is not everyone can do this. You have to have a solid credit score to get this deal. But on top of that, the games you purchased on your Xbox One will be upgraded to your Series S or X You can also bring over your save files, and this flies in the face of Sony, which just allows for this basic-ass backwards compatibility. Yes. So as far as value goes, Sony is getting killed here. Killed here. Literally murdered here. Like, (laughs) annihilated. 
I saw the specs and everything that you just mentioned. And I was like, this would be a much better buy than buying PlayStation. Totally. If the games that I exclusively want were also on the Xbox, there's no contest. No. But because there's exclusive games that I actually hear about, it's like, okay, I guess I have to get the PS5. But it's so... I'm very conflicted because normally I'm PlayStation all day. I'm one of mm-hmm. those people that are like, no, the PlayStation is really awesome. But in this case, I have an Xbox One and I have games on my Xbox One. And it would be so easy to just get this new one and then play my games. I forgot about this in the notes as you as you were talking. You can use your Xbox One controllers on the Xbox Series S, X and S, whereas you have to buy new controllers for the PS5, you can't use your old ones on it. And then to buy a new one is also $70. So they are really nickel and diming us here. And Xbox is really making this a lot easier on a more powerful console. And if you think about it in light of the the pandemic, mm-hmm. Xbox is doing a much better job here with handling the situation totally. and the money and, and the economy right now. Whereas PlayStation is just, oh, well, there's no pandemic. $500, let's go. The arrogance is coming back out. I'll touch on that a little bit later on. We talked about exclusives there, you said. Let's talk about a few days ago, Microsoft acquired Bethesda for around $7.5 billion, which means they own Elder Scrolls, Doom, Quake, Wolfenstein, Fallout, Starfield that's coming out, and more. Analysis think Microsoft is going to treat these properties like Minecraft, which Microsoft bought, I believe, in 2015-14. Right. It's still playable everywhere. There's just too much money on on the table to not let other platforms have it. But in my opinion, I think Microsoft is going to do timed exclusives, like releasing games on PS5 months or maybe even a year later after Xbox gets them. Or, which I think not a lot of folks have talked about, I think they're going to do exclusive DLC or content Mm. for the games. Like Sony, you know, they edit Spider-Man for their version of the Avengers. Right. I feel like they're going to do something like that for Elder Scrolls or or their Doom game or or Fallout game. Before I go on, do you have anything to add? I mean, I agree. I really do think that Microsoft is going to figure out better ways to get people to spend more money on these games. True. They're going to figure that out, especially just with the setup that they have. Right. It's a lot cleaner. It's a lot smoother. It just makes more sense. Totally. Totally. They have the assets now to start crossing properties. You could have a Halo map in Doom or a Doom map in Halo, Doom demons in Elder Scrolls. Sony failed to make a viable Super Smash Brothers alternative, but Microsoft has the means to do something entirely new. And I think that speaks to their overall plan. They're beyond the basic console war checklist of specs and exclusives. They're trying to become the Netflix of gaming. And I think it's on another level than Sony now. Like, I I finally saw it. Uh, Dustin Legary at IGN did the numbers on the Unlocked podcast and said that with its current install base with Game Pass, Microsoft is bringing in approximately $1.8 billion a year off of that subscription alone. And that's only going to grow. Right. Ubisoft's founder said a few years ago that he thinks this generation is the last generation of console gaming as we know it. And I think Microsoft read the tea leaves early. And I think they're quietly about to crush. I think so. I want to speak a little bit on Sony's arrogance. During the PS3 launch, when they thought people were going to pay $600 
for their console. In the end, Xbox 360 outsold them. Yep. Right? I feel like they're going to lose in the end. You have a less powerful system, and you're going to charge $70 per game when the competition has a more powerful system with Game Pass and those exclusives from Bethesda. I just don't see Sony winning. Maybe this first launch window this year, maybe next year, but I think in the long run, it's going to be a 360 where they're just going to slowly just outpace Sony. Yep. Yeah, we'll see. I think even with Sony's exclusives, I think you already mentioned how Final Fantasy's star has kind of faded. And I don't know how you felt about Last of Us Part Two, but I didn't like it as much as I liked the first one. And I wonder if that's really the system seller that they think it's going to be. There's a rumor that Microsoft is looking to acquire other companies, and one of them could be Sega. No way. Apparently, this, this rumor's been around for a long time, but it's ramping up, especially after this Bethesda acquisition. And this would be crazy because Microsoft hasn't had much luck in Japan. And yes. Sega is one of the biggest Japanese game companies of all time. And they could really brute force themselves into that market. You know, they could bring back our favorites like uh, Jack Ryan Radio, which Future, I think, has only been on the Xbox. It may have come on the Steam, mm-hmm. but it's really only been on the Xbox, the original Xbox. And, of course, Shinmu, which, which is getting an, an anime soon. Right. That's really dope. Virtual On, I love that mech game. Uh, Virtual Fighter, there's so many games that they just, they're just not making. It's driving yeah. me nuts. Even the Alien Isolation was a new one. And right. That, that looked really cool. I would love to see that remade on the on these new consoles. But Sega is not only making games. They are also making arcades and pachinko machines in Japan. But they're closing down because of the virus. Mm. So they may need some extra money protection. However, that Japanese company may not want to be owned by a Western conglomerate. Right. So I don't know if they're going to sell or not. Or if they're even interested in doing this with, with right, them. right. From what I read, Microsoft has what over 130 billion dollars just cash, just just lying around. So they could easily buy them if they wanted to, or if Sega wanted to be bought. I feel like Sony could do it though. Yeah. But honestly, I want Nintendo to get them. Yeah. You know, Sony has their exclusives. Microsoft just got Bethesda. I would love for Nintendo and Sega and like that kind of WWE off the off the turnbuckle. Oh my God, who's coming down down the ramp? It's Sega Nintendo, oh my god. And they like do some do some tag team and just like beat up everybody. Yes. That'd be amazing to me. Like I can actually see that being a collaboration. Nintendo getting Sega, that would actually work really, really well. Completely. Really, really nicely. It'd be beautiful. So good. Nintendo's Japanese, so they would feel comfortable selling to a Japanese company. Completely. Or just just, just merging. You don't have yeah. to like own each other. Just merge. Exactly. Just merge. People are saying that in response to Bethesda, Sony should acquire Konami, and that would be big. Oh, you got Silent Hill, yeah, Metal Gear Solid, right, Castlevania, yeah. Winning Eleven's a big a big game worldwide. Bomberman, Contra. I would love a new DDR. Yes, honestly, I'm. I love DDR you way know, too much. I love it. There's actually rumors of a Metal Gear remake. Oh, in the vein of the new Resident Evil games, so right. like a complete from the ground up. And I, I want it. I need it. Like now? Like now. yesterday? So yeah, what do you think? I mean, I guess we already agreed that Microsoft is probably going to win this out. But I'm curious when they're going to actually start having games that we care about. Because for me, Halo right now is the only one that I can think of that's coming out next year sometime. When do you think we're going to see our first Bethesda exclusive game? 
I kind of feel like it's going to be a minute yeah. before we can see our first Bethesda exclusive. I agree. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, but I think it's going to be a long time. I don't even know. I would say release date 2022. Maybe. Yeah. I think at the earliest. Before we clock out, speaking of Nintendo, you know, everyone's thinking, man, all this next-gen console news, what are they doing? Because mm-hmm. you just can't have Hyrule Warriors for the fall and just be done with it, right? Right. So last year they had the new Pokemon game, Sword and Shield. They had Luigi's Mansion and Link's Awakening in the fall. Right. So right as I was preparing to finish the preparation for today's show, my homie sent me a message and said, yo, this Nintendo Direct for October leaked. Have you read this news? I haven't, actually. Here we go. I'm ready. I am ready. It's time. So number one, apparently this October Direct will officially give the Breath of the Wild sequel a name, Breath of Evil. Ooh. As well as a teaser trailer. Don't 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 cheat. Look at my notes. I can't even see that far. <laughs> <laughs> Other leaks include Crash Bandicoot as a Smash Brothers DLC character. Whoa. Pokemon Sword and Shield DLC for November. WarioWare Switch It Up for Summer 2001. Super Mario Galaxy 2 as DLC for the 3D All-Stars in December. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there was controversy about them leaving that out. Right. And this new game, they even left it out in the in the montage of the history of, of Mario games, which really made me salty. Yeah. So keep going there. Kirby, Power Rumble. I did hear that. My brother only cares about Kirby. Okay. So he messaged me and he was like, yo, did you hear? New Kirby game. Let's go. And I was I'm like, what? Ready for it. We have uh, Nintendo Game Boy games coming to Nintendo Switch Online. I think GameCube games would have been like that knockout right there. The I knockout agree. blow. Give me Rogue Squadron 2. Let's go. Super Monkey Ball. Yes. F-Zero GX. Oh. And of course Metroid and, you know. Of course, of course. But I'll, I'll take this. But so this isn't official, obviously. This is a leak, but... Do you find this believable that they get that this specific these choices? Do you think that sounds credible to you? I think it does. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with it. Now the dates. This is Nintendo we're talking about when okay. it comes to the dates. Nintendo has been known to take a minute for a lot of things to pop up. So I can't believe the dates, but I can, I can believe what's coming out. Okay. They're very specific, though. There were some, I didn't really write the notes, like the actual dates on my notes, but in the actual article itself, they were pretty specific about some of these, like November, I think it was November 24th for the Sword and Shield DLC. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo has had a blockbuster year. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're most successful in history, or or one of them. So they can afford to kind of coast through this holiday season and, you know, as they prepare for the rumored Switch refresh next year and the 35th anniversary of Zelda's next year mm-hmm. along with Metroid. I think they're going to, off this Mario 3D All-Stars, I feel like they're going to do a Zelda compilation with the Wii ports. Yeah, because you know, I uh, definitely spent my money. Yeah. <laughs> Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and Orpian Time, you know? Yeah. But Majora's Mask, like, have all four of those in one package. I, pff, bought. Money. Money. Gone. Money. Did I have a paycheck? Money. Right. Ah. Not today. Gone. Am I going to eat? No. 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 We're playing the game. I'm eating. I'm eating potions. That's what I'm eating. 
or cooking, whatever. Um, <laughs> I think they're going to release it in February. That makes sense. That makes more sense. And they're going to release the Breath of the Wild 2 sequel in the fall, in like October. I'm going to give it October. That's You're going to give it October? Or September. September. Okay. They always release Zelda in like October, September. Like yeah, Link's yeah. Awakening came out in right. September. Yeah, I just, what a crazy time for gaming. Right. It used to be Sony and Microsoft had the same game plan. Right. And Nintendo was like way over there. Yes. But now it seems like all three are playing in their own zones now. Yeah, they're just like, you know, forget about the rest. We're just going to do us. Yeah, and I just, I'm very curious who's going to come out. I think Nintendo has the stronger exclusive still. Mm-hmm. But Microsoft has the most money and I think the best overall business plan going forward. Because look at, look at Nintendo games. They're still charging 60 bucks for games that came out three years ago. And you know, I bought it. <laughs> I bought them all. <laughs> I just, I wonder, given the situation that we have right now, how long it's going to last. Yes, that's very true. And what they do with their next system, because they kind of release them on their own time. I suspect they're going to release the Switch 2, 2022 at the earliest right. that fall or 2023 right. at the latest. I'm just very curious where the gaming landscape and the economic landscape is going to be when they decide to drop. And are they going to be forward thinking in their process, you know, allowing you to play your Switch games on the new Switch? Because they disallowed that for the Wii U. Mm-hmm. The Wii Arcade, or was it the Wii U? What was that? The Wii Arcade or the Wii? I forgot that. There's the Wii. There's the Wii U. But they, they both shared a. There's the Arcade, I believe. I think it was the Arcade. Yeah, where they. They let like Sega Genesis games be played on the right. Wii, and they didn't allow you to to bring that over to the Switch. Right. I hope they don't pull a Sony where they kind of nickel and dime you about being able to play your old games on their new systems because right. I think that could be the death knell. Right. I really hope they learn from Microsoft on this. Right. Anything else to say? I mean, as far as like the Super Mario um 3D All Stars, I bought that. <laughs> How was it? Um, I actually haven't had the time to start playing it, but mm-hmm. a lot of my friends who also bought it, they're like playing it constantly right now okay because it's like living through memory lane it's a trip down memory lane so they're just really excited about it i never played 64 or sunshine you've never played 64 at least sunshine i understand sunshine it's a good game do i remember everything about it no but it was i had fun when i played it now 64 i remember everything I played that at least seven times seven times seven times i didn't own 64 i was a PlayStation okay so Whenever I went to my, my friend's house to play their 64, it was always uh, Diddy Kong Racing. That was my game. And Smash. So, you know, it's kind of boring to just kind of sit and watch your friends play Mario. It's like it, you would rather play a party game right. when you're over your friend's house, your cousin's house, etc. Right. So I do want to play it. I heard it's kind of it's, it's a great game, but it didn't age as well as like Mario World mm-hmm. or something like that. So I'm much more interested in, in, in playing Mario Galaxy again. Yeah. And I never, I never finished 2. So I do want to play 2. If that DLC part is accurate right i want it yeah mario galaxy was great fantastic game one of my it's honestly i mean i liked odyssey a lot and it probably is my favorite i think overall yeah but galaxy is really up there galaxy is my favorite definitely it's number one for me okay yeah i have to play it again but yeah when i played it i really really enjoyed it yeah i'm really hoping for uh before we close out i'm really hoping for a metroid collection I would be very excited for a Metroid collection. I will spend my money on the Metroid collection. It turns 35 next August. I think August 6th is the anniversary day on the dot. Yep. So I'm hoping they bring it to us. Yes. All right. Well, 
as you all know, like I said, I hit a double header today, so I am pretty exhausted. I've been recording for almost two hours now. Ooh. So yeah, let's close out here. Where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram because I don't use Twitter. But you can also best. find me on YouTube. And the usernames are the same. Tiara Latrice, T-I-A-R-A-L-E-A-T-R-I-C-E. Yes. And of course, we are on Facebook at B-L-E-R-D-U-P. We are on Twitter at B-L-E-R-D-U. And we are on Instagram at B-L-E-R-D period U-P. And of course, find us on Blur.com, our partners. Shout out to them. We love them. I'm signing out and taking a big nap. Not nap, but a big sleep. Peace, y'all. Goodbye, y'all.